Hello, hello. Hey guys. What What's up, up coworkers? coworkers? Yeah. Yeah, we was on point with that one. Well, well cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. cheers to Jinx. But welcome back to episode, I don't even know the number, but we I am- so far in, that's why. Yeah, right. We're so consistent. I am Dana. And I'm Aaron. Yes, so thank you for tuning in to another episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. All right, so because we are on episode we don't even know, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like there's a lot of options when it comes to different podcasts? I think, I honestly think that's a good thing, though. It's it's a good thing because it's a lot of different spaces to hear information and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So like depending on the genres you want to listen to. Yeah. But it's a, it's a lot. But I love that variety because I've also heard people say that not everyone should have a podcast mm-hmm. and not everyone can talk. But who made you the podcast police? Like, the podcast who, who, police, like- <laughs> who's like the decision maker to say, well, your conversational skills or your opinions are better than mine. So I should have a podcast and you should not. But I do think some people shouldn't have a podcast. Why? Because like what what correlates to them not they shouldn't have a podcast? Because banter is very important, right? If you and me have no chemistry, why would I want to watch that? And you can tell sometimes people don't have You can chemistry. definitely tell. There's one particular podcast I listen to. You want to put I'm, the name out there or you No. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name, <laughs> but they aren't friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's a duo. They're not friends. Like in real life, they do not hang out. They do not really talk. Everything is just strictly podcast based and they have a really big following. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so strange because I'm like, how are you doing something so intimate? Because like this is a lot of intimate conversation mm-hmm. with someone that you just don't talk to outside of the studio. I mean, that's how the Breakfast Club is. The Breakfast Club, they're not friends outside of the Breakfast Club. At least that's what they said. Charlemagne and NVR. They became friends, but, you know, it didn't start off with them as three friends. Ye came from another space. Charlemagne came from another space. But Envy. they they come from a radio background and, and that's I probably think, what helps them yeah because radios and uh podcasting like yes they're similar but radio has been around mm-hmm. for a long time like i don't even know when that shit started but it was very professional like you have a script you know you have an outline but you have specific topics that you're talking about and then with a podcast it is a lot of opinion base mm-hmm. and then you have like people that come on that are friends but I think because we have entered the podcast era and a lot of companies are putting a budget for advertising on podcasts, that's why I feel like they kind of are now similar to each other. But radio and podcasting, mm-hmm. I feel like are still so different. So it can it can be to where like on The Breakfast Club, like we're not friends out here, but this is a job. But podcasting, mm-hmm. like it just seems like we should in some way have something that we because like with us right yeah but now people make it a job they do it's actually crazy because i sent dana a screenshot last week about this woman whose name is actually dana um and on that podcast she she went ballistic she went crazy because she was asking people to send her cash apps and Mm -hmm. send her different things and then somebody in the comments was like you acting like such a boss why we gotta send you cash app why you begging for money Mm -hmm. and she was like I don't have to beg for money or anything, but this is my livelihood. Like, 
I know how to get to this money. And I know that doing this show and entertaining y'all is what pays my bills. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Like I support all creatives and everything wholeheartedly because it's a hard ass world out here. And I would rather not be under the confines of somebody else's control. I agree. But I was just going to say with us, um, like outside of the podcast, Mm -hmm. like we are friends Mm -hmm. and we tend to just have conversations anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's why it made sense for us. Dana do not like getting off the phone. (laughs) (laughs) She be talking. She be going. Yeah. My voice knows be a minimum of two minutes. Like Yo, I, I, I gotta, gotta, I gotta get out all the details. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> press the screen when Dana sends a voice note, like, cause that should be ready to black out. Like, <laughs> it's okay, I listen to him. Cause I, sometimes. I need to give the backstory if I'm sending a voice note. Like, I cannot send a 15 second voice note. Like, it, it never happens. So either like I'm gonna call and pick up the phone and we'll have a conversation, or the voice note is gonna be long as fuck. Yeah, and I'll be sending paragraph text. That's my thing. I like, hate paragraph texts. My shit's be longish. I cannot I cannot send paragraph texts. Like I'm when it comes to paragraph texts, have you ever seen that like it's been it's like a meme or something where it's like a girl will put a big ass paragraph of her mm-hmm. feelings to a guy and then he'll either respond to one thing or say, Okay, bet. Yeah, because y'all saying a lot. But I respond like that. If you send me a paragraph, I'm giving you two words. The one thing I do hate more than voice notes is when you send me multiple texts in a row. Not you, because Dana don't do I, this. I do that sometimes. Oh, well, if I'm at work, I'll do it. But when you send me 33 different blurbs of text, like, what do you want me to answer? Yeah. Like, am I supposed to answer the first Are one? Are they and all then the different questions? One? You know how women operate. Because men don't text like that. No, not all women you, are like did that. You, can we rewind that and do the face again? <laughs> 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 no, all women are different because to me, the way I text and I've gotten people tell me this, that I am just better to be around in person mm-hmm. and over the phone. Like, I'm not a big FaceTimer. Um, someone tried to FaceTime me actually this morning at like 10 a.m. I was already on my phone, like just scrolling on Instagram. Saw the FaceTime call coming in and I'm looking like, why the fuck are you te- FaceTime me? FaceTiming me at 10 a.m. in the morning. Because you so off. I waited for it to end, and then I called them regular. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, how's your morning going? Didn't even acknowledge the FaceTime because it's like, it's too early. So I think FaceTiming is actually really important, at least once, right? Because online dating is very, very popular. Okay. You don't be trusting what you be seeing. No, you so, definitely have the FaceTime, so for I, I'm, sure. I'm going to need the FaceTime. That goes back to our catfish episode. Like... We need to see you face to face prior to meeting in person. No, I need to see you face to toe. I need it because it was a midget one. You be having them like shorty body on FaceTime? No, not like that. But oh. I mean, you, you got to make sure because the last thing you want to do is walk into Leprechaun. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Wait, hold on. What, like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> why. Yeah, give us some backstory. So, like what um, leprechaun? For for my small duration of time that I've experienced online dating, I tried to, you know, get get on hinge. And it was this this young lady. She was such a nice young lady. Where, um, was the chemistry and the conversation? It was really all right, good? but you know, everything changes when you meet somebody, it right? It is. Like in person and that was actually an issue um where I stopped dating for a while mm-hmm. because I'm a good conversationalist. Like 
I have something about me that people tend to just confide in. Like they tell me their deepest, darkest fucking yeah, secrets. I think we share that. There must be a Sagittarius thing. I'm a Pisces. Yeah, it must be a Sagittarius thing. Yeah, Sagittarius. No. You, you, for, know for years, Pisces, you know how leap years work? No. That means you was really born in November. That's my what. my um my moon is a Sag. See? I knew I knew what that's, I was talking that's about. That's funny though. Like that's my funny. But yeah, so I guess I have a Sagittarius quality in me. I don't know what the moon means, but um anyway, so I was talking to this this <laughs> this young lady and you know things was going okay. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to meet, they want to go on a date. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Take this girl out on a date. I had okay. to work this same day though, so I'm like, whatever. I'll just throw some clothes in the car and I'll just shoot down mm-hmm. the parkway. Shot down the parkway, and I'm kind of excited. You know, she was cool. Paige said five one. Now I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. You never asked like. I don't need to ask how tall you are or how big you are. If Maybe it it's a woman you. thing because I asked that. Like I don't care what the dating app says. I don't want to say I'm six two two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> because like whatever the dating app says or whatever when i was on dating apps for a short amount of time like mm-hmm. i asked those questions maybe yeah. as a woman it's not like as a guy like you guys don't care to share mm-hmm. those that information about you but like i don't mind from sharing. a woman's perspective it's always been like don't ask their weight or whatever mm-hmm. but like i'm i'm above average when it comes to height Right, like I'm five nine, five ten, and most women they're like five five. So you just tell niggas you're a model, they'll fall for it. I'm actually a sign model. She's an assigned model, y'all. See, it's yeah. not even false; it's facts. I, but I don't, I don't take any jobs because it doesn't work around my work schedule. Man, you better figure that out. Class. We trying, we trying to get in the L. I get, I literally get. What's that? What's Tyra Banks thing? Like every, America's Next Time Model, all of that. Like every week. Like, they asked me to come to Vegas, um, Miami, Atlanta. Yo, it's crazy. We outside after work. Coworkers, we taking this show on the road. We gonna be in Vegas. <laughs> Mar- hey, Marv, you coming with us? Nah, yeah, I engineer Marvin is coming. <laughs> no, but, like, if I'm able to get a job remote, I'm telling you. Like, I'm taking all these jobs. See, I knew it was something special about my coworker. Wow. I knew it. So that's what it takes to be special? You've been special. Okay. You've been special. <laughs> but, um, so I... I I took this I took this ride and I met with this this young lady mm-hmm. and I, I was so Hold excited. On. Was so you pulled up and she got in your car I'm, or <laughs> I'm gonna break okay. it down. So because I'm a gentleman, right? What I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to pull up, get out of my car. I'm supposed to have her door open. You go open a door, yes. Flowers, shivery that, is know, important. That's that shit. She came down the stairs. Um I'm not gonna make no jokes. We're not laughing at that. We're like not, that's. <laughs> I said I'm not making no jokes. I said I'm not making no <laughs> jokes. Laughing at anyway, that. so she came downstairs, you know, whimpering and skimpering and whatnot, and she gets to the car, and I didn't think it was her because she was the size of a small child. Okay. But it lo and behold, it was her. All four six of her. That's not bad. Do you know what four six looks like? Not, not nothing I don't, against. I don't know what it looks First like. First off, I have I have a cousin honest. that that is a dwarf, and it's not. That's offensive. That's, I don't think it's offensive. Dwarfism is. No, sorry, I don't. That mean, word is offensive. It's called little, little person. person. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. Um, but please don't cancel us before we even get on. <laughs> it's my cousin. I hope she won't cancel me. No, but, I'm saying people watching this. But yeah, like I had no problem. We went out. We had a dope time. Mm-hmm. Steak dinner, like okay. Gave it, gave it a works. You know. So what like, was like? Did you have an issue with that? Or I did have an issue because it's dishonest. 
Oh, so you felt like she lied. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, if you would have told me beforehand, then I probably might not have been cool with it, but I might have. You know, mm-hmm. never know. Um, I actually, to bring back our catfish story, I actually met a girl in college. She only had one arm, right? But she took all her pictures sideways. We are going to change topics okay. because... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> with that that's terrible it's but not terrible that she just has. just to add to your um what you say you felt dishonest as she lied about her mm-hmm. type i feel like for me that actually happened to where i don't so i don't date anyone that's shorter than six two because they're not taller than you in heels well why you wear heels just but because you don't even wear heels Right, but, but that's a whole other story. Why? Like, it's not because, like, I'm taller. Like, I truly, like, they're just not fucking comfortable. Like, I fucking hate heels. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I, the, I'm the not... men, the short men were uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I don't No, yo, short men have ass. the utmost confidence. Like, they do not care. Like, they approach me and all of that. But, like, I instantly friend zone them because mm-hmm. I know for Damn. a fact that my husband is not going to be shorter than me. Like, I don't care. You know, it's actually but, crazy. I think short men are the most um, unappreciated humans as a category like big girls men like big girls right but Black, everyone has women, a preference like, though no one has a preference for everyone short has men. a preference no one has a preference for short men i well, actually feel bad for them that's their issue i'm saying for me though <laughs> like personally because i am tall and because like i just want someone that is bigger than me you have to be at least six two so someone that i went on a date with like their profile did say six three and met in person and he was like my height mm. and i felt like it was dishonest but he still like kept saying i was like because i asked him in person i was like how tall are you and he was like i'm six three i was like ain't no way like you know me like i'm not gonna sugarcoat shit i'm like ain't no way you six three did you pull and up we, tape measure we did shoulder to shoulder shoulder to shoulder and he was like yeah i'm six you just three. got some big ass shoulders sam that's all that is no like but he was really like just just like not he was not denying it he was i was like okay like if that's what you say listen but it just it just seemed like dishonesty to me yeah dishonesty is probably one of the worst things when it comes to dating um especially in today's environment Mm -hmm. where in all honesty just go out there get in how you fit in if just go after what you want but like, don't you gotta settle you gotta tell people what it is though yeah because motherfuckers is falling in love out here like, do you watch that show Love is Blind? I watched the first season with Lauren and the white Yes, guy. I watched yeah. the first season. I did not watch the second season, but I watch, I'm watch. i watching the third one because I saw a clip mm-hmm. where with a guy was... the guy and the big girl? N- yeah, they're in it, but the clip was one of the guys was laid up with the girl and mm-hmm. was like how he's catching feelings with somebody else. And from that clip, I was just like, well, let me just watch the fucking season. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Uh, most people watch that show. It's like number one on shows on Netflix. I don't understand the concept of this show. Why not? Because I don't know how long they're in these pods where like, so guys, if you're not familiar with the show, it is a dating series where um, people, they're on couches like this and um, they are talking to someone through a wall on the opposite side. With a blindfold on for whatever reason, right? Not a blindfold. They don't, no. Oh, so just, they were sitting across from each other when they had the blindfold on. Because I've seen the, the, the Korean guy and the bigger girl that likes I don't anime. remember that part, but let me just give okay, them sorry. the gist of the show. So there's a wall right in the middle of them and they can hear everything and like talk and just tell them like what they like and dislike and what they're looking for in a, par- a partner. And 
So in order to get out of the pod, you have to find someone to say, I love you to, to meet in person. And then now you start really spending time together and going on vacation and shit. But I'm watching season three and I, this was probably like two days into the pod. And this guy is like crying, confessing his love to this woman on the opposite side. And then they meet and it just seems so fucking fake. So let me give you the opposite perspective real quick. We both went to college. How are those relationships in terms of how fast you fell for somebody? This was two days, though. Compared That's to, not realistic. Compared to you outside of college, right? Weren't your college relationships like everything is so instant? So now you're confined in this psychological system. But I think it has to do with age because in college, though, like we are younger. We don't really have a lot of life experiences. But most of the people on this show, like they are in like their mid 30s and late 30s. I don't know how old it goes up to. But at that point, they all they all are ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the the common common things that they have. Yes. But my thing is like. After talking for two days, like, is it because that's what the show is in order for you to get to know somebody, you have to say I love you? I think it's a psychological thing where you're hyper focused on finding your person, which is something I don't believe in. Um, you don't believe that people I have their, uh, one person? It could be possible for some. It could be I possible think it's multiple many, people. But I don't I don't know if that's an actual thing. But because you're so hyper focused on this is my person and everything that I say you agree with everything that you say I agree with first off that's, that's a not, that's, that's a not re- healthy that's a recipe for disaster like this entire show is flawed yeah. which is why I watched Married at First Sight that's my show <laughs> I love that show do you watch um, Ready to Love that's the black I've never version. seen Ready to Love no oh my god you gotta watch it right, so I'm it's a, a black a, dating show um, I think it comes on the OWN network I don't support Oprah Okay, well, it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to watch it on the own network, but the series is on Hulu. And they go to different cities, so they've been to Houston and D.C. Would you go on it? I would go on it. Like, that is the only dating show I would go on. (laughs) Would you go on Married at First Sight? Fuck no. (laughs) Because I've seen a couple episodes, like, when, like, everything is cool and copacetic, like, when they go on vacation. Mm -hmm. But the moment they live together and have to, like, start sharing space, most times it goes downhill on that show. I'm with you every day. Yeah. Like, and I I do think this is the most important aspect of having a partner is I need to see what you are like every single day. Mm -hmm. I cannot marry you based on the old school let's court let's date now we're married now we're stuck it's together. time spent yeah like it's I need like to- how because that's actually very important to me is like how are you in different situations like when we just do regular things like going out to eat or when we go on vacation not even vacation because like I have to really like someone to go on vacation because Listen. that's a lot of planning and I'm stuck with you in a foreign country for three to four days like if I'm not fucking with you on day one now I got three more days with you like so you against getting flewed out yes yeah I'm because against flying them out but if they fly me out then with the flewed out thing though <laughs> <laughs> with being flewed out it's under the premise that the guy that you're going to y'all are having sex like that is just okay. the underlining thing so women who try to act oblivious like no i'm just going out there to meet you and see you if he's paying for everything for you to go see him it doesn't but that's still a transaction 
Well, I also agree that sex is transactional. I don't agree with it in that regard. No, se- the reason why sex is transactional in that sense mm-hmm. is because if you don't really know this person, I'm saying because most women that get fooled out, like they haven't been like, like this isn't someone they're pursuing either because mm-hmm. when you think of pursuing it's usually a guy going off after a woman but if you guys are serious on like I want to build from this with you mm-hmm. but you just so happen to live in a different state and we've been talking for like X amount of days and you days. know yeah days <laughs> and now they're like I want to fly you out they are doing that with the intention of having sex with is you is that a red flag what do you mean? Is it a red flag? Like if I've known you for days and I'm willing to fly you out, is that not a red flag? I would. It's a red flag to me. I think that's that's a red flag. I wouldn't flag. do it because I know like I don't really know this person. If they're they want to pay for my flight, they want to pay for my hotel, they want to do. Pay for you to go they want to the pay for all it is, and you're just gonna show up and just be yourself, and be like, hey, like they just want to hang out with you. They could hang out with whoever is close to them anyway. I'm gonna disagree just a tad bit because I might want to hang out with you that bad. Like I think I think you're a dope person. Mm-hmm. And I also believe, matter of fact, how about I fly you out on your period? This way, we all understand <laughs> that this ain't about to go down. So I show you that I'm genuine. So you're going to ask the woman, like, let me know when you're on your period so I can book this flight. Or, like, you pay attention, like, because... You don't a, know her, but you don't know as her, a, though. As a clever, so as a clever person, I pay attention to small things like that, right? So if you would have said something like you're on your cycle 13 days ago, I'll look at my chart and I'll calculated but how does that come up in conversation easily we talking like how you feeling oh my stomach hurt you need some chocolate little shit like that like so you but you would intentionally try to get that out of her to mm-hmm. see when she's on her period so you can yeah. fly her out okay yeah. well that's, would, that's you that's but you see, but see that's that's also i don't brownie think most men, most men don't do that because men don't operate off of brownie points little things like that helps you get a woman and i don't mean to say this in a predatory way but it helps you get a woman comfortable Right. It helps you make a woman feel like if I do fly out to see this man, I don't feel like he's going to do me dirty. I don't feel like he's going to just like slut me out and never talk to me again because I'm showing you patterns of me actually paying attention to you. That is you. That is not usually that's the green case. flags by the way but yeah. that's <laughs> that's usually not the case most men who are flying women out they have the intention of and it maybe they may not do it but like they want to have sex with somebody because if you're if you are financially funding this trip for someone to come see you you could have had anyone around you come see you but we know that that isn't the case because most men struggle locally that's typically that. uh, these niggas be struggling. Mm. These niggas can't can't find a girl in their area. That's why they date in nap settings be a hundred miles. These niggas be out here trying to operate with women that they can't pursue on a daily basis. Yeah, go to the local club. There's plenty of different girls you ain't never seen at the local fucking club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. just just change where you go to hang out, I guess. But all right, well, guys, today is Halloween, so we are recording two episodes today Mm -hmm. for you. I'm a trick and a treat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. So you a trick? trick. I'm not a trick. I'm not a trick. Okay. Don't put that out there. You're going to have women in your DMs looking for that. They're going to be Looking for you to pay and fly them out to the city. And show them around New yeah, York. They're going to get flied out to Newark. Y'all want to go to Newark? They want to go to Newark? Newark Airport is there. We can get a, a Thai cheeseburger. Y'all going to hang out in Newark, though? We can go to get a Thai cheeseburger. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, it is Halloween, guys, and we want to talk about costumes and the most type of costumes for women and men. So I would say for females, like a lot of them, they tend to be, well, Halloween in general for women is just like our day to, to be sluts. To not sluts. Why does it got to be sluts? Amber Rose said that is an acceptable word. No, it's not. Okay. I'm sorry. It's I'll derogatory. try to listen to a woman. No, because if you went up to a woman with a costume on, like, oh, you a slut, you think she's going to take that? Oh, that looks wonderfully slutty. That sounds crazy. Okay, I thought it was very complimentary. No, that's not complimentary at all. That's how they was in Hooters the other day. Like, they, the girl's pussy lips was out of her damn... Uh, can I say that? I don't know. We don't get flat. I don't know. And then she had, like, this bustier <laughs> where, like, I don't even think breast built Was it like, like a corset I don't top? fucking know. This shit looked okay. crazy. Like, bless right. her heart. But, yeah, like, Halloween is the day where females tend to just wear very revealing things. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie. Like, usually, like, Halloween, I dress up like that, too. So, I was a schoolgirl a couple years ago. Last year, I was a dark angel where I had, like, the wings and the halo. And then I had, like, a corset top, fishnets, and I think I had on some boots or whatever. But it was cute. Like, it was real cute, real comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say is a guy's equivalent or like most men tend to be this Niggas, for Halloween. Men are boring. They are we, boring. We do a mask or some shit. Yeah. Like just like Yeah. <laughs> no, there's really no thought into it. Um or, I, I, or they was, try to use like stuff they already have and like throw a gold chain on it. Yeah. Like I was mask, a dice like I was no. a dice before. How? How did you create that? I, I bought a box, a big ass box, storage box. Mm -hmm. I cut out the two tops and then I literally took printer paper and taped it around it and mm -hmm. it was and put was the lot. black little dots on it. Yeah, we're gonna have to add that to the all right well send me the picture i'll add I it to you. this and i was spongebob too one time because me and my son as a parent you tend to get a little bit more childish for halloween especially as a dad mm -hmm. girls for girls i wear tutu for my son i'll be whatever right i was i was spongebob because he picked it out okay so you, um, you dress up with your kids for halloween mm -hmm. i had okay. these i had these um thigh high yeah, there was there was some fucking um <laughs> khaki pants, khaki shorts. Okay, they were like tight. what are they called? Uh Hoochie, Hoochie, Hoochie Daddy Daddies. Yeah, it was before Hoochie Daddies was a thing. Like okay. I was out here. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, um I actually used to live in North Jersey, so like where we're recording at, like this mm -hmm. is where I used to live. And like my dad would take me and my brother trick-or-treating and we would always like dress up or whatever. But we didn't have like regular buckets. Mm -hmm. We always had pillowcases because you could hold pillow the most candy and, and, and pillowcases. The, the shop, the shop right bags. Oh, my those mother, I never had those. <laughs> my mother would give us hella shop right bags and just tell us to have at it. Those break though. That's the reason why, why we, we had pillowcases because like my dad used those when he was younger. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you get a lot of candy. And I remember, I think he just wanted the candy for himself because. When we would go trick or treating, he would like tell us to hustle, like mm -hmm. run to these houses. Man, this is a business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was like hustle, hustle, and um, I want no peppermint patties. You better get a butterfinger. Yeah, like, so like because I was so little, trick or treating, like he would always hold my candy bag, like when there was like mad <laughs> shit in it, and I would I would literally be done trick or treating. I'm like I'm like after like an hour, I'm like okay, like I don't want to you know like go up to these houses no more, and he'll be like let's just go to one more area let's go to a different a different neighborhood but we would go to the neighborhoods like the residential houses ones because mm -hmm. they would give like full candy bars Hell yeah. and so. we would we would just dump the fucking 
fuck it and throw our shit. The crazy part is you look for neighborhoods that got money, right? Yes. So yes. we used to go to this one neighborhood and they would give out dollars. Oh, they give out money. Yeah, they was giving out money. So we was like, oh yeah, we hitting this neighborhood every year. Mm. Like as a kid. I never understood that. Like, but that's how you know the neighborhood have money, because why are you giving that out instead of candy? Listen, I don't ask those questions. Why are you now, asking those questions? Yeah, it was good for the parents. It was good for me. I know what a dollar did. Okay. Yeah, I was a hustler. Yeah. Shit, but, but those those were my memories of Halloween as a as I got older. I think well, as I was a child. What was your favorite costume as a kid? Um, so I was always like a princess, like some type of princess growing like up. Disney? Yeah. Are you still like a Disney princess? No. So the reason why though, I think because it was an easy costume for my parents. Like we would just go to um, either Party City or whatever. And that was just like the easy one to put together. Like my parents were not creative at all with costumes. It's like pick whatever one on the wall. And if it fits, that's what you're going to be. My grandmother used to go to this one store and they had them fucking hard ass plastic masks. Uh-huh. Back in the day, they used to like cut your face. They was that fucking hard. Oh, shit. And I had a road runner because that was my favorite cartoon character as a kid. And that was, that was my favorite costume. Okay. But I was a woman once. Like a mask No, an actual woman. Like with a wig and lipstick? I didn't have no lipstick on. I don't do no. I had on block wedges. Hey, yo! (laughs) Everybody did it in seventh grade. Did they? Yeah, it was my year. No, it was literally every boy in the school. Why? Was Was that like something I talked about? It must have been something that was discussed, right? Um, I was the ugliest girl of all time, though. Like, I had these. Do you have a picture? I don't have a picture, thankfully. Because I was going to put it on the screen. I had these white pumps. They was like they was like ankle high white pump boots, and then I had. Why did you feel the need to wear heels? Because I felt like I had to do it. Like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. You gonna go all the way? But I couldn't find a wig, right? So it was last minute. The only thing my grandmother could find was like a witch's wig. So okay. my shit was black and white and gray and shit. I was looking crazy. Oh my god! Well, looking, that's the purpose of Halloween is yeah, to dress up however dress you want and, everything. and be scary. So I'm sure people were horrified. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What is this?" I was I was a pretty ass girl. Mm. Shit, precursor to Nori. Nori, you're gonna be beautiful, baby. You're gonna be beautiful. Yeah. Nori is his daughter. If you yes. guys don't know, okay. And she was a, she was a little clown today. And oh, Jayden, she was. Yeah, I think was I saw the p- picture on your Instagram. First off, she do not do not agree with none of this. She was not putting that wig. Was on. she crying? Nah, she just take that. Oh, shit she off. just snatched yeah. it off. She it didn't feel right, so she knew it wasn't it wasn't okay. Mm-mm. So today, though, we are both on PTO to record this and bring you guys this episode because we love y'all. Yes, we do, and we were just talking about the importance of taking PTO. I was, I would say, like, when I first got, like, my big girl job and worked corporate after college, like, I knew, I just knew immediately that this was not something, you good? (laughs) (laughs) But I just knew immediately that, like, I just felt like a hamster in a hamster wheel, like going to work every day, clocking in, seeing the same people in the little kitchenette during lunch and just doing the same shit over and over. So like I just knew that like being in corporate forever, which is like 40 years until I retire, was never my ultimate goal. So in order to make sure 
that I followed that path, I was always into just trying different shit. Like we talked about the Mm -hmm. importance of just seeing what you're good at and what doesn't work and what does. So in order to do that, though, it's all about time management. Like we all get the same 24 hours, but at the same time, you can't be so like you can do your job well, but you have to understand that you need to take some time off to put that time aside to potentially like get into something that you want to get into so for us it's the podcasting Mm -hmm. today and then later i'm going to just do some more researching on like my personal projects but for you like do you think pto is something that you make sure you take or do you kind of just like let it carry over for the next year you may or may not take it like what's your stance on that i think it's a mixture of both like ideally depending on the job you have how much pto you get my job kind of forces you to use it within a year, which kind of sucks for me because I don't always have shit planned. Mm. I don't like staycation. You don't have to get like you. And I had this conversation with my aunt the other day, too, is because um, like there was a point in time like she's been working for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. But there was a point in time where she truly did not take PTO because she was killing herself for her job. Mm-hmm. She like wanted to make sure she was there every day, do her work well. And. It's like now you have I think she had like 30 something days of PTO Mm -hmm. and then they like forced her to take it. But now she's more like lenient where it's like, oh, I'm definitely taking my days off and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why would you not take your PTO? Like, are you that dedicated to your job where like you just want to make sure they don't they don't like look at you as like, oh, you're not doing enough. So I'm weird. I see it like I enjoy being at work. Like it's kind of my place of peace. So, I don't enjoy being at work. Yeah, but see, for me, that's like, I don't want to not be here. Like, especially if I don't have nothing planned. Like, if I got something planned, then fuck it. I don't need to be here. Like, I'm being mm-hmm. a beat somewhere. Like, So but, you don't you don't like those days when you can, like, you're off work, but you're just chilling home, getting everything done. I don't. Doing your laundry, I, uh, I cleaning. I'm very bad at that shit. Like, everything could be planned. Like, even my days off. Like, today... I'm just like, you know what? I can do so much from the time I wake up to the time I got to get on the road to come shoot. Right. But meanwhile, I got up, showered, then came and shoot. Like, that's how I operate. You didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. And it's not like I can't do shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm incapable. It's like my brain doesn't function this way. Like mm. I I like working, but I it like, functions better at work. Yeah, like okay. I like being productive. I See, like being I'm busy. I'm the freaking opposite. Like at work, yes, I get shit done, but I know how many other things I could be getting done if I wasn't here. Like when I'm when I'm home during the weekday, because during the weekday that's where I have like most of my energy. But after work, like obviously you're tired, you're getting ready for the next day. But during the day, like I want to do, I literally want to take over the fucking world. That's why we need to kick henry ford's grave because he's the person that created the eight hour work day mm. and that just reminded me of a conversation i had with my aunt yesterday mm-hmm. who's looking for a job as well she said that her next role she does not want to work eight hours but she wants the same amount of money <laughs> and i don't know if she wants to work from home but apparently because she comes from like a law law firm environment and a lot of their hours weren't necessarily like eight hour work days. Mm-hmm. Like it just varied depending on the case and stuff. And she was in tech. So like she was the um, like the technology department. So I guess it like ran on those schedules as well. I don't know. But I was trying to understand like, well, if you don't want to work eight hours, are you trying to work? Cor- you're trying to work not corporate, but like um, contract. 
Like, what are you like? Is it part time? Because what jobs out there can you not work eight hours a day? I mean, and make the same certain, amount of if money. If you get if you get a salary job, you can easily manipulate how many hours you work a day. I don't think so. So when I fresh out of college, I worked for a tool company, and ideally, I should be putting eight hours in, right? But if I can get to a store do an hour, drive to the next store, do an hour. If I can plan my day accordingly mm-hmm. and talk to the right people and make sure my business is set, mm-hmm. I don't have to be there but more than five hours. That's how I got into my long distance relationship so, and I but was able to do everything I needed to do. It's a different kind of job though. Like you're not, like you don't have to be in an office. I think when you have that flexibility, like you can um, schedule which offices you have to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of my friends, like he is a sales rep. So, like, his territory is, like, a whole state. So, he can just schedule, like, different mm-hmm. doctor's offices throughout mm-hmm. his day. But um, some days he's on the road and other days are, they call it, um, like, work days or admin days where you are just scheduling out your your schedule for the week. But most of the time he's not really doing his fucking work. Like he's doing other shit. He's like going to the mall, like doing other business ventures and stuff like that. So he can manipulate his, his schedule. But if you are in a work environment where you have to go to an office every day, you don't have that luxury like me that I mentioned on every fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have that luxury of manipulating my schedule. Cause I am salary as well, but they know I'm going to be there from nine to five because my department is there every day. I would suggest getting into sales and not because I, I don't, don't, I don't want to do sales. Like I thought about you it. You got to do shit. I truly thought about it. Like, so I got this really like off brain idea of what I would do if I owned a business. I would literally only hire women sales reps. Mm-hmm. Ideally blonde hair, blue eyed, big titty girls. Why? Because they can literally walk into an office and everything that they want, these people will give them. Is it fair? Absolutely not. It's not fair, but then it goes back to um, the other episode for diversity inclusion. Like, it, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything it to does. do with knowing that my clientele will literally bend at the whim of these so white So it's about the money. Absolutely. So if you're smart in business, do what you need to do. I understand it. I'm not going to criticize so you for, for that. So for, let's say... Every sales job had that mentality where they know that these these kind of women can sell products and people will buy it for Mm -hmm. them. But everyone else was in sales that looks different and Mm -hmm. may not be that attractive. Oh, we're not hiring you because we know you're not going to sell based off your looks. Uh, Is that That how the modeling industry works? Modeling and sales? Like, that's not the same thing. Like, when when you're talking about a... But when you're talking about a corporation that needs diversity and needs to include other races and cultures and we're talking about equality, mm-hmm. like if that was the case, nobody would have a sales job besides Which is why diversity and inclusion women. is important. But at the same time, if I'm if I'm a very smart businessman, from my experiences, I work with a lot of white girls. They didn't know half the material. They didn't need to know it. They can literally just walk in. <laughs> but that's them. Like that's that's a privilege, though. Yeah. So privilege makes money. Do you want to? If, avoid if pri- that was the mentality for every company out here, 
you probably wouldn't even have a job either. Which is which is the reality because you know it's who benefits the, reality, the most though. from div- diversity? Who? White women. I'm sure they do. So, but like that's me. why we have to create those avenues and like go after these jobs so that we're in the top spots to put people like us on. So it's not just cuz I've worked in plenty mm-hmm. of jobs where like I'm I'm either the the only black woman or the only woman and I hate it. Like I hate mm-hmm. being in those circles, but that's just the reality of it like you said and like oh that's maybe their mindset and now all of a sudden they want to do diversity inclusion, but when you're doing that like are you actually hiring other women and giving them the, those opportunities that look like me mm-hmm. or is it just to check off that box? It's definitely check off the box. And the crazy and thing that's is that's the problem. You as an attractive black woman can do the same exact job as an attractive white woman and have the same exact results. So they have no problem doing that with with you, especially if they don't have to do it with all of them. Like I've seen this. This is why I don't want to work in sales, even if I'm good at it. The reason why I wouldn't want to do sales is because you have to sell the product and you have to basically like persuade the person into feeling like whatever you're selling is what they need and i probably could do that but like to me it just seems exhausting it would i I promise you you can literally do it with no effort whatsoever i'm gonna see and it's simply because of attraction it men are men are easy they are easy men are very easy i had a i had this one guy because i worked for digital advertising and i always took one of my coworkers with me. She was a black girl. She went to Spelman. She was Miss Spelman from like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So she was still attractive. She's just older. Everywhere we walked in, I had a dude. Oh, let's go and talk this over dinner. Mm-hmm. You don't need to talk this over dinner. And then on top of that, guess what they would do? Oh, just you and me. He doesn't have to be there. I was going to say, like, there's been situations where women in sales, particularly real estate, because a lot of um, like real estate agents, their closings and those kind of conversations, like they happen at lunch or mm-hmm. like dinner or like they're they're showing a house where it's just them and let's say they're male clients. I've heard where like they've been yeah, it's it's basically being assaulted where like you're being touched mm-hmm. or fondled or someone thinking that because it's just you and them and you're attractive that they can push up on you. And it's like, no, like that's that's disrespectful. And we're still in a professional environment like I'm trying to close a sale. So doing all of that, like you may get that sale, but what? Like you have to have sex with the person mm-hmm. in order for them to want to buy something from you. As a future real estate superstar, because I'm speaking that into existence for you, ding, ding. Appreciate um, you. That's something that you're going to have to definitely navigate. Mm-hmm. And the important part is, am I going to sacrifice these dollars, as Jasmine would say, <laughs> or am I going to stand on it? Because it's going to be real hard to stand on it sometimes when you know it's harmless. Because some some men... When they do it, you like. I don't you think know. it's gonna be hard though, because I think if you if you know your where your integrity lies and your boundaries and stuff like that, like if you have respect for yourself, it don't matter how many dollars there is. Dollars. Like I'm I'm not doing that because mm-hmm. like whatever I forgot which number episode we had where we talked about um like getting promotions and messing with people in the workplace mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like. Those things, 
they do circle around. Absolutely. Right? Like, they become rumors. It's like, oh, we know why she's getting sales. I actually watched... Um, I'm big on Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, and um, they recently had another series, Selling Something, but it's all on Netflix. Like, it's a Netflix series about just, like, real estate agents, and usually they are, like, really beautiful. And there was one rumor going around in the office about one of the agents... And they were like, they were like, oh, we know how she gets her her clientele and how she gets her closings is because they were basically referencing that she's sleeping with a lot of the guys who buy the houses. And that's not like that's not a good light to be under, because when you do eventually get to whatever is your idea of success and people are just like, yeah, well, she got that because she messed with so-and-so and did this, that, and a third. Like, that's not something I want to be known for in my legacy. And that's, I think you said something really important because I was going to ask you a question like, what if you don't give a fuck? Because, oh, I give a fuck. Because you give a fuck, that matters, right? I seen another dude who, after every closing, he would buy him like Louis Vuitton and all these luxury I've things. I've seen that. Seen that, that right? That's actually a trend now yeah. because of him. So what's the difference between selling monetary things and selling your body if you view it as the same <laughs> listen that we just is said, not even a we literally thing. just said we, we literally <laughs> just said sex is transactional earlier that's you, you it can't be transactional exactly so but that's why i was saying like why are women surprised knowing that they're going to these places to see these men like they're paying for all this stuff. That's that's a transaction. But for me I'm not doing any of this stuff Expecting, because you have integrity. Exactly. Expecting mm-hmm. some type of sexual offer or transaction. Like, I do not want that. Like, maybe I will get to a point where at closing, I'm giving a Louis Vuitton bag or like a pen or whatever the case it is. But it's not. not a pen. It's something little. Like, I don't want it to be nothing crazy. I'm sorry. Unless it's included in your loan where, like, that's where you this money's coming You can sign with this Louis <laughs> pen. That's what you Yeah. Like, if it's some wild-ass extravagant gift, I'm not doing that because, like, that's still looked at as, like, oh, shit. You know? Like, they gave me some type of gift. But in corporate, there's certain gifts that are not appropriate. Like, you can go out to to dinner and lunch with people and that's like that's okay but if you're giving a lot of personal gifts and like buying purses um just like doing shit that's just not really appropriate that's against the company's policy so you know how to manipulate it you can give multiple people gifts of this sort Mm -hmm. so now oh she just so happened to get a louis bag this person got a steve matten yeah. Like But I think that's okay though when it comes to real estate. Like that that's not that big of a deal. Obviously it's a lot it's a lot more understandable to give somebody a Louis bag than some pussy. I completely understand. That's not even the same thing. I completely understand. But if this is what gets you to where you need to go and you aren't conflicted, I don't have a problem with it. Like I think I think it depends on your morals. Because if some people like if you truly don't have morals and you're just like I'm going to basically sell myself to get this this transaction or get what I want to get a step above or just get something in return that's going to benefit my career then that's you like that's how you want to get ahead but for me like that's that's not that was never a thing and I could I could do that easily mm-hmm. trust and people me. sell themselves way more than physically yeah for so a lot less it's 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 a travesty but at the same time 
sex work is good work if that's what you believe in i'm i'm not here to criticize we're not you. we're definitely not necking knocking sex work <laughs> they necking i <laughs> they be necking we're not knocking sex work we're saying it in a sense of a business transaction of course when we're talking about just your just regular like real estate or corporate company like you don't want to be that person known by giving necking and that's how you're getting above and getting all these clients and stuff yeah that's why nobody wants to teach her with the only fans like it's what teacher with only fans you never you never heard that teachers no. listen if my son had a teacher with only fans i'll be deeply distraught like but i would click on <laughs> but what if they're like a really good teacher you still would, wouldn't be appropriate? Okay. It wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, she would be a cool teacher with me, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, All right. Listen, get your money, sis. Teaching yeah, is a hard... every, everybody's way of making ends meet is different. I just know for me that just was never a route I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. She using her meat to make ends, I understand. Yes. So on that note, guys, we are going to wrap up the episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Happy Halloween. Mm -hmm. And if you do want to reach out to us, you can follow the Instagram page. We outside after work. Email us at woawpod at gmail.com. And on that note, we outside and we out. Oh, we outside and we out.